I'm just yeah. excited about leaving. Why is this local pastor? I know, it's so cool. I'm really excited for him, too. I really hope it doesn't, like, go to his head, though, you know? Yeah, I'm really curious about what Pastor Lee has, like, what he's got to talk to us about. Yeah, today. I know. I think he might have some Pastor Lee advice for us. <laughs> Would you <do> that? <laughs> Hey, 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 Come on in. I apologize for the wait. I was praying and doing other pastorly things. Absolutely. Not fantastic. I'm sure you're wondering why I've summoned you here today, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, What's up? There have been complaints. It's about your dad jokes. John. Your wife shared with Pastor Lee that you, on the ball field, with others around, to hear, you said, and I quote, I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. That may have happened. And you, Trey, I expected more from you, your children. Our victims here. They came to Pastor Lee and said that you leave them notes in their lunchboxes. One of those notes said, and I quote, what kind of car does a sheep drive? A Lamborghini. Yes, yes, Pastor Lee, I did do that. Gentlemen, this is getting out of hand. This is affecting your relationships. And someone has to do something. And that someone is Pastor Lee. Thanks, uh, thanks for bringing that to our attention, Pastor Lee. Thank you so much. That was, that was very Pastor Lee of you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pastor Lee. We appreciate your time. All right. Oh, my God. I wasn't expecting that. Was you? No joke. <laughs> that was like a circus. What do you, what do you mean? Because it was intense. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That was yeah. great, but I'm going to get some food. I'm hungry. Nice to meet you, hungry. I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can all agree Pastor Lee was the winner of the dad joke challenges this this year. So I wanted to share, we ended up having to cut some of it. It was a little bit longer because of uh, Pastor Lee's long kind of William Shatner-esque pauses in the middle of uh, <laughs> So there's, these are a few that made the cutting room floor. I just want to share them with you today. Uh, why do melons have weddings? Because they can't elope. Warning, don't accept a friend request from Hormel Foods. It might be spam. Sundays are always a little sad, but the day before is a sadder day. Sadder day. Sadder day. Is this working? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. I've got a few more, but 
I want to I want to thank Paul Cribs too. He's been sending me uh, dad jokes since I think Father's Day last year. So thank you, Paul, for for some of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, thank you for that. I appreciate you all the enduring that. As uh, as my daughter says, you know, my mask, dad jokes. It's how I roll. I saw a few eye rolls out there. Um, this is this is a special day because it's Father's Day, but it's also uh, we're continuing on this conversation that we've been having over the last few weeks about this series called Uniquely, and so I'm excited to get to talk about that specifically today, kind of in light of, of Father's Day. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it's this uh, it's this conversation we've been having about how who we are and whose we are, how we've been uniquely created and called and commissioned by God. There's this little phrase that I've been saying, I'm going to continue to say uh, for, the, for the next few weeks, and it's, it's this, we are created in God's image with sacred worth. We are called to new life in Christ by God's sacred word. We are commissioned to God's sacred work through the power of the Holy Spirit. It, it's who we are, and it's who God has called and created and commissioned us to be. In other words, you were created on purpose for a purpose. As Pastor Rick Warren, the pastor at Saddleback Church says, we are designed by God to make a difference for God. He calls this our shape. And I love this idea of a shape. He says we're uniquely shaped to serve and to make a difference in the world for Christ and for his kingdom. And he gave us this great little acrostic uh, so that we could remember what shape means. It's these five things. Number one, the S is spiritual gifts. That's how we've been uniquely gifted by God. Uh, the, the second, the H is heart, how we're uniquely, what we're uniquely passionate about. The A is abilities, what we're uniquely good at. The P is personality, how we're uniquely wired. The E is experience, what we've uniquely been through in life. And all of those things uh, make our shape and how God can work in us and through us through our shape, how we've been uniquely shaped and formed in the image of God. Last week we talked about uh, the first one, the S, how we've been uniquely presented with spiritual gifts. We shared with you a, a website, giftstest.com, for you to go uh, discover what your spiritual gifts are. And a few of y'all have done that and sent us back what you received from that. That's so great. If you hadn't done it yet, I encourage you to do that and, and let us know. We'd love to, to hear about it and, and maybe help you get connected to a way where you can use those gifts in service uh, in the church or in our community. And so today, we're gonna to talk about the H. Today, we're gonna to talk about how we've been uniquely passioned with a heart, a heart from God, a heart for God uh, to share with others. I think, it's, uh, I think it's significant and important that today's also Father's Day, the day that we honor uh, those people in our lives who are fathers and like fathers to us. Uh, when I think about heart, there is, there's really no other human relationship that has shaped my heart like my relationship with my father and, and my relationship with my kids as their father. I've learned so much about the impact of a father's love in the lives of their children, and, and I've learned what the heart of a father feels like for his children. And so it's a special day for me and, and for many, and I wanna talk a little bit more about that today in our scripture lesson, but before I dive into that, I wanna just... I wanna just take a moment and say something about today. I did this uh, on Mother's Day and I wanna do this again on Father's Day. I think there are just some things that, that we need to acknowledge. It's difficult, I'll just share with you, it's difficult to preach on days like today. And one of the reasons why is because Father's Day means so many different things uh, to people. Because we've all had such a broad spectrum of experiences in our lives uh, when it comes to this relationship of Father. 
Uh, I'm so thankful that I was blessed with a great father who was kind and selfless, but I know that that's not everyone's experience. Some, some of us had fathers that, that were mean and selfish. Some had fathers that were distant or even absent. One of the things I've said a lot is, you know, a lot of it is we're, we're broken, imperfect people. We're, we're raised by broken, imperfect people. And those of us that are parents are, are seeking to raise broken, imperfect people. And so it's, it's messy. And I think that's okay for us to just acknowledge some people here today have, have lost their father and they long to be with them today. Some people long to be fathers and they haven't experienced that. Or some fathers have even experienced the loss of a child. And I just think it's important for us to acknowledge that as in the midst of our celebrations that we just understand that, that so many of us have different experiences. Before we dig into God's word, I think it's important because it shapes our view of God as Father. It shapes our experience of, of God's love for us in both good and bad ways. But what I wanna say to you today is whatever experience has been for you, whatever place in that spectrum you fall, I want you to know today that there is a God who Jesus calls Father that loves you with a perfect love, with an everlasting love that's unconditional, sacrificial, and transformational. His heart is full of perfect love for you. And his desire is for you to have life abundant and eternal. And his purpose for your life is for you to be the you that he has uniquely created, called, and commissioned you to be for your good and for his glory because his glory is our greatest good. That very same God has shaped your heart in such a way that it's intended to receive love from the Father's heart as his beloved child. But it doesn't stop there. God wants us to receive that love so that, so that we can reflect love from the Father's heart to all of his beloved children, even through all of our imperfections. That's good news for, for dads like me that, that are trying to, to share the, the love uh, that I have in, in so many imperfect ways. I, I, I feel like with all of these, we need to be reminded of what Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. Your, my power is made perfect even in your weakness. We need to be reminded, not, even if you're not a dad, you need to be reminded of that today, right? Um, it's only by God's grace that we're able to do any of this. And so uh, once again, this is not something that God wants from us, it's something that God wants for us. So I want you to receive it with, with, that, with that understanding today. Uh, the message for today is basically this. We've been uniquely passioned for a purpose. Here's a little phrase I wanna share with you. Our purpose in life is to pursue our passion in such a way that it produces passion and praise in the lives of others. Let me read it one more time. Our purpose in life is to pursue our passion in such a way that it produces passion and praise in the lives of others. That's what, we're, that's what we're called to do. But, but here's the problem. Even though, we're, even though we're created and called and commissioned to, to receive love and to reflect love from the Father's heart, uh, somewhere along the way, we all, our hearts get hardened, don't they? Uh, to use the shape language, our heart gets bent out of shape from God's original intent for our lives. Our hearts get broken by 
by circumstances and, and relationships, and we develop scar tissue around those broken places on our hearts. Our hearts build up these major blockages from things like disappointment and fear and bitterness and rejection and guilt. All those things in big and small ways create walls between us and God and us and, and those around us. Just like our physical hearts, those things build up in our spiritual hearts and they block not only our receptivity, but also our reflectivity. Does that make sense? Y'all with me? I know this is heavy. But here's the good news. The good news of God's grace is that Jesus is the great physician. Amen? Uh, Jesus can do that, that heart surgery that we so desperately need. In fact, Jesus' life, death, and resurrection has provided us the opportunity through the power of the Holy Spirit to have a, a, a heart transplant, in a sense. Listen to what God says through the prophets in the book of Ezekiel. God says, I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you, and I will remove from you your heart of stone, and I will give you a heart of flesh. I'll put my spirit in you to move you, to follow my decrees, and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live. You'll live in the land I gave your ancestors. You'll be my people, and I will be your God. The good news of God's grace is that God can restore our hearts to their intended purpose to reflect the heart of the Father and to, and to receive love from the Father by replacing our heart of stone with the heart of flesh in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. But, but we have to open our hearts to God. I'll, I'll never forget uh, one of the scariest phone calls I ever got about 15 years ago. My mom called uh, to tell me that, to tell me that my dad had just found out that he had experienced a heart attack and, and he was okay, but, but she told me something that, that I didn't even know was possible, but it was amazing. He, uh, she said that my dad had 100% blockage, but, but the EKG showed that his body had made its own bypass around one of those major arteries. And, and I remember being so filled with awe and, and, and thanksgiving at the wonders of creation and and this just miraculous thing that had happened in my dad's body, just how, how he had been saved through this, this amazing thing that, that he couldn't have done, that doctors didn't do, that, that it just, it was part of God's uh, creation. And I was reminded of that story this week because I was reflecting on our theme, and I think it illustrates this spiritual principle for us today when it, when it comes to our hearts in relationship with God. This kind of heart work that I'm talking about, this, this heart surgery, this heart transplant, it's, it's not something that we can do on our own. It's, it's beyond human capability. It's something only God can do, and it starts with us being opening our heart. It's, it's open heart surgery because we have to open our hearts to receive the love of God, the love that God has for us. We have to be receptive of that love from the heart of the Father so that we can reflect the heart of the Father to those around us. In the book of Revelation, Jesus says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears and hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and eat with that person and they with me. See, the good news of God's grace is that Jesus has opened his heart to us and he asks, all he asks in return is that we open our hearts to him. He's already said yes to us and he just wants us, he, he just wants us to say yes in return. I'll never forget another experience I had a few years ago where I had the opportunity to, to share Christ with, with the father of one of my friends from growing up. 
uh, he was getting married. And so uh, the friend was getting married and he called me and, and invited me to, to do the service. And so I said, yes. And, and so we started preparing for the service. And in the months leading up to the service, his dad found out that, that he had cancer and he, he was quickly going downhill. We even had to move the ceremony up uh, so that we could be sure that he could participate in it. And, and I remember getting a call one day shortly after the wedding where they wanted me to come over to the dad's house and, uh, and have prayer with him. Uh, they weren't sure where he was in his faith and so just asked if I would come and pray with him. And so I, I went over to their house and in their living room there was this big hospital bed and, and, and lying on that bed was this larger than life man that I knew from growing up. He was just laying there frail and, and kind of going in and out of, of responsiveness. But, but I talked to him for a minute and, and uh, I said a prayer with him and uh, he wasn't really tracking with me and so I, I got up to go. And, and um, as I was leaving, I started talking to the wife about the wedding and, um, and the newlyweds and all that stuff. And as we were talking, uh, God just put it on my heart to go back over there and, and to share the message of Christ with, with my friend's dad. And so I said to him, Mr. Mr. Parker, I'm making up the name. Mr. Parker, you remember, you remember Mark's wedding? Do you remember how they, they gave their hearts to each other, how Mark gave his heart to, to Whitney and Whitney gave his heart, her heart to Mark and, and, and he said yes to her and she said yes to him. I said, God wants you to know that, that he's already given his heart to you and all he wants you to do is, is give your heart back to him in return. He's already said yes to you and all you have to do is say yes to him. And in that moment, he had one of those just fleeting moments of total clarity. And I'll never forget, he opened his eyes wide and he looked straight at me and he shook his head as he spoke that one word, yes. And we prayed together. And, and I got to share that story at his funeral just a few days after that. And I was so thankful for that gift that God had given me and, and had given him. And I share that with you today because sometimes we make it really complicated, but, but it's really that simple. God has given us his heart. And all he asks us to do is to receive it, and to give our hearts to him in return. Jesus was uniquely passioned to give his life so that we might have life abundant and eternal. Jesus hung on the cross so that, that our hearts might be healed and he is the only one uh, that can truly change our hearts. All we have to do is receive it, to say yes to God, the God who's already said yes to us. And when we do that, when we receive it, then we're called and commissioned to reflect it to others in ways that we've been uniquely created to. We've been uniquely passioned for a purpose. Our purpose in life is to pursue our passion in such a way that it produces passion and praise in the lives of others. That's what that's all about. And God's word reminds us about this over and over again. Jesus told these stories to people all the time. All that would listen, Jesus told these stories called parables and they were really about the father's heart for his children. The parable of the lost son, the parable of the lost coin, the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the sower, the parable of the talents, the parable of the workers in the fields. I'd love for you to read them this week. I put them in the daily scriptures so that you could read one each week and remember, be reminded of the Father's love 
for you. All these stories are about the heart of the Father, a heart filled with compassion and justice, with forgiveness and mercy, a heart of extravagant generosity and amazing grace. And the, and the moral of each one of those stories time and time again is often, sometimes Jesus says it and sometimes he doesn't, but it's always implied, go and do likewise. Take this love that you've received and share it with others. Reflect the perfect love of God in, in whatever beautifully imperfect ways that, that God gives us opportunity to. That's, that's the good news of God's grace. We've been uniquely passioned for a purpose. Our purpose in life is to pursue our passion in such a way that it produces passion and praise in the lives of others. Friends, I think so many times we we miss out on that purpose because we're pursuing things that we think will bring us pleasure and often they just bring us pain. Sometimes we, we pursue things like profit and possessions over purpose. We, we fill our lives with things and we end up feeling empty. We've got a lot to, to live on, but, but not as much to live for. We wanna please ourselves or we try to please other people and we discover that we're pursuing something that, that's impossible because that's not what we were created for. We were created for a purpose. We were created in God's image with sacred worth. We were created, we were called to, to new life in Christ by God's sacred word. We were commissioned to God's sacred worth, work through the power of the Holy Spirit. You were made on purpose for a purpose. We're designed by God to make a difference for God. Paul says, for we are God's handiwork, God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God in advance has prepared for us to do. Jesus himself puts this all together by saying, you are the light of the world. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world and you're the light of the world. You're, you're called to receive my love and then to reflect my love, to receive that light and reflect that light. He says a town built on a hill can't be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand so that it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So friends, if you have a heart for something, it's likely because that something connects us to the heart of God. See, God has a heart for people. God has a heart for you. God loves you unconditionally. He wants you to have life abundant and eternal, and he wants those around you to have life abundant and eternal. And God might just use you to shine that light in whatever imperfect way we can to point to the perfect love of God in the lives of those around us. And if we take the time to connect our hearts to God's heart, to ask God to make our hearts like his through prayer and through reading the scriptures, through uh, spending time with others, sharing life together in Christ and, and serving others, then we discover those things that that are God's heart, those things that make us come alive, our hearts come alive, those things that reflect God's heart. And when we do that, our hearts come alive because those things are what we're called and created and commissioned to do. There's a, a author, pastor by the name of Frederick Beekner who said this, vocation, our life's purpose, our life's calling is where your greatest passion meets the world's greatest needs. I love that. What does that look like for you? For some of us, it's, it's kids. For some of us, it's missions. For some of us, it's 
caring for the elderly. For some, it's uh, education. For some, it's filling up fuel bags. For others, it's making Linus quilts or, uh, or prayer shawls. For some, it's listening. For some, it's speaking. For some, it's singing. But whatever it is, for all of us, it's a reflection of God's love. That's also a reception of God's love. I, heard an, I saw another quote this week I wanted to share with you. Howard Thurman says, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and then go do that. Because what the world needs is people who've come alive. So if you, already, if you don't already know what it is, I wanna ask you a few questions this morning. Some personal questions for you to think about and pray about and reflect on this morning. The first one is this. What's got your heart? been out of shape? What's blocking your heart this morning? Where has your heart been broken that needs to be healed? And would you be willing to open your heart to God this morning? Would, would you be, that's the second question, would you be willing to give your heart to Christ this morning for the first time or the first time in a long time? Would you be willing to let him do that open heart surgery this morning, to give you a heart transplant, to replace your heart of stone with a heart of flesh, to restore your heart so that it can receive and reflect the heart of the Father. And then the third and final question is this. What are you passionate about? What makes your heart, what makes you come alive? What do you have a heart for? I'd love for you to think about that and and pray about that and see how God might want to, to work in you and through you on this Father's Day. I wanna say a special word of thanks to my dad. Uh, he was here at the early service today, so I don't have to look at him. I had a trouble not crying while I was talking at the early service. Maybe I'll do better at this one, but I just wanna thank my dad this morning uh, who through all of his imperfections, not many of them, but he had a few, uh, he reflected the Father's love to me, he told me as far back as I can remember and, and still does uh, as often and as consistently as anybody I know that he loved me, that he was proud of me and that he always would be no matter what. And now that I'm a dad, I'm trying to do my best to, to do the same thing in all my many, many, many imperfections to, to reflect God's perfect love and, and my dad's love to my kids. So, so what I do is I pray every morning, I pray that my kids would know how much I love them and how proud of them I am and that I always will be, no matter what. So dads, if you're looking for a place to start, I think that's probably a good place just to, to, to seek the Father's heart and to ask God to give you what you need to be who you need to be for those around you, whether you're a dad or not. Also wanna say thank you to you, my, my fellowship family, that you've allowed me to, to be your pastor. That's, that's my passion. Uh, God's given me the heart of a pastor. And, and when I'm pursuing my passion, when I'm caring for people, when I know that people around me feel loved and cared for, that's what fills my heart up. That's what uh, Rick Warren says, puts a quiver in my liver. It's what makes me come alive. And so I'm thankful that I get to do that and share life together with you in that way. So I wanna leave you this morning with just this, this question. What about you? What does that look like in your life? What does that need to look like in your life by the grace of God? I wanna challenge you to take some time today and in the days ahead to examine your heart, to open your heart to Christ, and to follow your heart 
through the power of the Holy Spirit to the places and to the people that Christ has uniquely passioned you to go, to do what God has uniquely passioned you to do, to reflect the perfect love of the Father in your life and in your relationships in those beautifully imperfect ways, knowing that God's grace is sufficient because that's what we've been called and created and commissioned to do. Our purpose in life is to pursue our passion in such a way that it produces passion and praise in the lives of others. So let's go do it for God's glory and for our good because God's glory is our greatest good. So I wanna pray for you right now. I want us to spend some time in prayer as the worship team comes up and leads us and listen to what God's heart might be speaking to your heart this morning. And if you have any questions or, or need prayer about a relationship with Christ or a relationship with this church, let me know, let our staff know. Uh, we'd love to help you with that. Would you pray with me? God, we love you so much. We thank you for your heart for us. We thank you that you love us so much that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, that that proves your love for us that in the name of Jesus, we're forgiven, that in the, the name of Jesus, we have new life, abundant and eternal. We thank you that through the power of your Holy Spirit in us and through us, that we can experience abundance, that you have blessed us with so many gifts so that we might be blessing to others. Lord, help us to receive that love this morning. Help us to reflect your love to those around us in a way that brings glory to you and allows us to be the, the people that you've created and called and commissioned to be. We love you. We thank you, especially today for our fathers and those who are like fathers, Lord. Pray that you would give them everything that they need to be who you're calling us to be for those around us. We love you. We thank you. We pray all this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Would you stand?